Welcome back in to David L. Gray, Off Code Unscripted. Got five for 10. This is the podcast when I speak to you about five things, only have 10 minutes to do so. So I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It could be about Catholic theology, it could be about relationship, it could be about sports. I'm a huge Cleveland Browns fan, so I know a lot about suffering. It could be about donuts, I know a lot about that too. So I only have 10 minutes to do it. Um, I could spend nine minutes speaking about one thing and have 60 seconds to try to get through the other four. Or I could spend 10 minutes talking about one thing and just, we'll just drop the other four, talk about that another time. Don't know. I just have 10 minutes to do it. So let's get into it now. So first of all, I guess I should speak with you about why I decided to end the David L. Gray show late last year. And now come back with the old off-code and unscripted format. One thing you know I found out last year uh, was that I really didn't like the Catholic social media space. I found it to be very divisive. That it was just really turning Catholics against one another, creating these cults and these camps that I frankly became very disgusted with. And I no longer wanted to be part of that. So I said, I'm done. But when the whole fiducia supplicants thing started with the whole gay document and again i was seeing these same type of reactions and one thing that god spoke to me about or reminded me was that my time is not my time i don't own time the time that i've been given belongs to him and that i was created for other not myself so i do have responsibility to use the gifts that he's given me to help each other right so when Father Mark Goring started responding with some really strange, making saying some really strange things about the gay document, and I used the opportunity to make a couple vlogs speaking about that, and now I was affirmed, and I, maybe I can help people, maybe I can articulate some things in, in a way that help Catholics to say yes, yes, that's how I feel. Thanks for saying that, and maybe affirm people in some of what they're feeling and also maybe just get some information and some insight based upon um, some of the things I'm seeing to help people understand understand things better. So that's why I'm back. Still don't have a whole lot of time because I do have to uh, focus on my mission that God has given me to teach people how to live a liturgical life. That's what I'm here for. But maybe I can you know, come on maybe 10 minutes once a week and um, talk about some things that I think may be interesting and insightful. Let's go. In early 1970s, Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen said this. He said, who's going to save our church? It's not going to be our bishops. It's not going to be our priests. It's not going to be the religious. It's up to you, the people. You have the minds, the eyes, and ears to save our church. Your mission, he said, is to see that priests act like priests, your bishops act like bishops, and the religious act like religious. Fine. If we want to call that the age of the laity, fine. But who's going to police the laity? If we're supposed to be policing the bishops, the priests, and religious, who's going to police us? Because what we found out in 2023, with some crisis points that went on with church militant, Michael Voris and others, with um, the Coalition for Cancer Priests, Father Lovell and, and, and others, what we found out is that and let me say this. I've spoken at both of these organizations. I've had representatives from both of these organizations on my platform here at St. Donald's Media. And I said, hey, can you guys support these organizations financially? 
And if you did that based upon my recommendation and now you feel bad about that, mea culpa, that's on me. I'm sorry. But I still support the mission of these organizations, Church Militant and the Coalition for Council Priests. I have questions just like you. How do we get to this point? I've been listening to the reporting of Christine Harrington over at Eternal, her Eternal Life podcast. And it makes me wonder, like, how do we get to this point if these questions were known all along? I still believe in the mission of EWTN, Mother Angelica's vision of it. I have questions. Like, how did it get to this point? This organization, it just seems like a co-op of the bishops. And other times they openly contradict the magisterium. I don't know. Okay, so I have questions. But I return back to my point of what the archbishop said. If this is the age of the laity, and we're supposed to be policing the hierarchy, who's policing us? People's financial contributions shouldn't be just going down the drain. We have to recognize that the lay apostolate has its limitations. Jesus never said that the gates of hell won't prevail against EWTN or, or church military, or even here at St. Dominic's Media, which is largely run by me. My daughters help when they, they have time. But when I die, this thing is going to probably pass away because it doesn't have that protection. But we have to do a better job moving forward. This is what we learned in 2023. We have to do a better job moving forward with making sure people's um, their contributions aren't being flushed down the drain. These things fail, but we need we need better. Who's going to prote um, uh, protect us? Who's going to police us? I don't know, but we have to do a better job. We really do. Something needs to, to change. And we have to recognize that our limitations and our failures of the laity, the, the sins that we're still um, that we're still vulnerable to. And um, a, a lot needs to change moving forward, even with this fighting with one another. Uh, this age of laity has its limitations and we have to be on guard against that. One thing I also learned in 2023, and this is personal, but it may be something that you can relate to. Let me know. I had a point of crisis in my own life as a father. I have a lot of fear of failing as a father. And it's because of failures I saw with my father, my stepfather, that I don't want to repeat, some of which I have. Right? And, and, and it burns me. And one crisis point was, you know, I raised my daughters, my four daughters, to be completely pro-life. But, you know, you send your daughters off to college. They start developing their own friends. They have their own influences besides you. And one of my daughters, when a thing was going on in Ohio with the, you know, voting for um, child sacrifice, you know, one of my daughters told me that she was thinking about, you know, voting yes on, on that. And that broke me as a father it did. Um. And I was trying to figure out just like with the lay apostles, like, how did we get to this point? What, what did I miss? What did, what did I do wrong? Right. Um, you, you just can't be a Catholic father and just um, there should be no point in time where the children that you're responsible for getting to heaven <laughs> rise at a point where they think child sacrifice is cool and should be legal. And they're not able to work through some of the things that they hear with liberals like, oh, this is. Uh, you know, a, a, a child who was raped should be able to sacrifice her child, you know, and use that as a reason to, to think that should be legal. Right. So one thing I learned in 2023 
is that I've spent a lot more time speaking to the people in my life that I'm responsible for, the people in my life that's made a difference. And I spent the last 13 years doing a lot of work in Catholic theology, books, starting an apostolate, teaching. I've been spent a lot of time speaking with you, but maybe I didn't spend enough time speaking to the people who I'm largely responsible for, that God has put me as father of. And um, so it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And, uh, but that's, that's one thing I learned in 2023 that, that really made the deepest impression upon me that I, I need to spend a lot more time building relationship, having the conversations that I need to have with the people who I need to have them. So today is the first day of me being on what's called the carnivore diet. If you never heard of the carnivore diet, well, you basically what you're doing is you're switching energy sources. So you're no longer going to be running your body off of gas. You're going to go to diesel. Like you're no longer going to be running your body off the whole glucose and, and carb and sugars. Rather, you're switching to running your body off of the fats that you store. So you're storing fat to burn fat. That's going to be your energy source. So that's 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 what I'm switching to. And, you know, I made some coffee this morning and I couldn't put sugar in it. It was fine. I just don't know if I enjoyed it. <laughs> So I'm hoping to enjoy this carnivore diet. So I'll keep you updated about how it's going. But yeah, we're switching energy sources here. So um, yeah. Now, some of you were born what is called human. Right? You're born human, not me. I was born in what is called a Cleveland Browns football team fan. Right? My, my blood is not like yours. It's not red. It's orange and it's brown. I'm so happy about the Cleveland Browns this year. I knew they were going to be a great team because they had a the roster. But I didn't know that they're going to be a phenomenal team who has a great chance of winning the Super Bowl. And I didn't know that the people who started the season, like running back one and quarterback one, were not going to be there at the end, yet they're still a phenomenal team. Now, what does it teach me about the spiritual life? Well, number one, that, yes, Jesus Christ is a Cleveland Browns football team. Second, that you need to get the Calvary. You need to get there. That's your mission. That's your destiny. And But along the way, there's going to be some obstacles that you're going to have to push through. But what God's going to do, God is going to put things. He's going to give you resources, give you things you need to get there. He's not going to leave you astray. He's going to give you the helps that you need. And you have to use those things to get there. <laughs> Praise be to God. That's 5 for 10. See you next time.